today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. There's a new book out right now that uh, details a, a very special group of uh, Allied uh, soldiers and, and airmen uh, who made major contributions to the Allied victory in World War II. Uh, it's fascinating to hear some of these stories. You know, for many, many years, of course, uh, we broadcast during Remembrance Day at the Senate Taff in downtown Hamilton, as other radio stations did, of course. And uh, some of the stories we'd hear from some of the, the people that served in, in those conflicts and in those wars are, are just remarkable. I mean, you know, I, there are trained soldiers, we understand that, that, that choose that as a career. Uh, but in times of war, such as we had in World War II, an awful lot of those people were not even trained pilots. Uh, they just they said, look, at, we got to do something here. We have to serve. And uh, some remarkable stories. Well, some of that's being told in a, a new book. It's actually a, a, a fiction, but it's based on, on real events. And uh, the author is Malcolm Kelly, no relation, by the way. Uh, of a, a, it's called Sprague, A Novel Bomber Command. Uh, and I was fascinated when I read the overview of this, and we just wanted to, to get Malcolm on the program and talk a little bit about this. Uh, first of all, Malcolm, welcome to the program. It's great to have you with us today. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's always nice to be on with a fellow Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't go wrong. Uh, one of the reasons I'm fascinated by this, and I know you touched on it a little bit about uh, what goes on uh, with the, the British Commonwealth Air Training Plan, which was a real thing uh, back in those days and, and a very successful part of it. Uh, we know in the Hamilton area, of course, that uh, John C. Monroe Airport, Hamilton Airport in Mount Hope, uh, was a major training area for an awful lot of troops and, and a lot of the people that were learning how to fly these things. And so there, there's a local connection to this, uh, which I found fascinating. Uh, now, you've written about military history before. You, uh, you, there's some military history, of course, in your family. Uh, what was the fascination for it? And I know this is your first, is this your first shot at, at, at a fiction uh, at a book as opposed to some of the factual and historic books? Yeah, this is uh, my first fiction, and uh, uh, and it came from the idea that I grew up uh, as the son of um, of two World War II veterans, and my father was a career man in the British Army as an NCO, as a musician, and um, I remember looking at the names on the cenotaphs and thinking that 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 there must be stories behind these people. So then I, I set off to learn the stories about them and who these individuals were. And that sort of was what set me off into, into in 2005, uh, beginning the long process of uh, researching and writing uh, my novel, Sprague. See, I have little bits of history about all this stuff, too. And I, I think a lot of us understand the broader picture, you know, the Battle of Britain and, and the air war that happened over London, essentially. Uh, and you figure that's great. The Royal Air Force were incredible, and they and they were. Uh, but it wasn't just Brits that were in there. I mean, Canadian pilots, other pilots said, "Look, you know." Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of Americans, as 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 you've articulated here, uh, didn't want to wait for FDR to declare war. They they came over and yep. trained and and said, "I I have to get into this. We have to stop this where it is." So there are, as you say, every everybody who served. There's a story there, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there is, and and I realized that um, uh, that. I could, in a, I, I could, I thought, do a good job of representing all of those people and what they went through um, it, through, a, through, a fictional, through a fictional piece. The British Commonwealth Air Training Plan uh, is one of the most important things that Canada did in the Second World War. We trained 130,000 airmen to go fight. Um, uh, 50,000 pilots and, you know, plus navigators and bombers and gunners and, and radio men. 
And those young men who went off to fight Bill, only 30% of them came home. The losses in Bomber Command were astronomical. Um, officially 55,000 dead, 10,000 Canadians. Um, and, uh, but some people argue that the number should be closer, depending on how you do your stats, to 70,000. And the Hamilton, London area um, was so important to, uh, to the air training plan itself and to, and to the young men who trained here on uh, the dozen or so airfields um, in the area. I wonder how many locals in both cities actually understand that history. Uh, and you're right, I'm glad you brought London into the discussion because this is this was a major area for this kind of retraining. And, and as you talked about, and this is what you're going to incorporate in the story, certainly, uh, an awful lot of these guys that volunteered, they didn't fly. This was, oh, yeah, I've had so many hours on the air. There, 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 there was that element. But some of them just said, no, I, I need to learn about this stuff. So uh, it was a huge enterprise for, for the training that had to happen here. If you were to draw a circle with one side of the circle Hamilton and the other side of the circle London, and then drew yourself, uh, you pick the middle spot between it, and then draw, drew yourself a circle, you would take in, the program was all the way across Canada, but you would take in a huge proportion of the BCATP. There were working airfields in St. Catharines and Welland and Hagersville and Brantford and Cambridge and Kitchener and Guelph and London and Dunville and Tilsonburg and Fingal. Um, and, uh, and I think I got them all. But, um, and then, of course, up on Mount Hope, uh, where Canadian Warplane Heritage now is. Um, so it just shows you the effect. And at pretty much, except for Bill, except for Ottawa, Toronto, London, and Windsor, every place in Ontario that has an airfield pretty much has an airfield because of the air training plan. Remarkable stories. Uh, and it just begs, uh, you know, the, the, the question, like, where would they have been without this? Uh, because air support was such a key element, uh, especially in the Battle of Britain, but even more so. Uh, when it, the theater shifted over to uh, to the European into the continent, uh, and, and by the way, if you want to get more information about this, first of all, you buy one of Malcolm's books. Uh, but our good friend Dave Rohr up at the, the Warplane Heritage mm -hmm. Museum is is full of these sorts of stories too, as the hangars are uh, with some of those aircraft. I, I think we've all mentioned the fact that uh, you know the, the you look at the the, the planes that are left right now. And uh, it's, it, it, we have one of the, I guess, two working Lancaster bombers up at Mount Hope. The other one is over in, in the UK. And uh, they were both there, of course, for the Queen's Jubilee a number of years ago. They flew it over from Hamilton here, which was fascinating. So that's that's the history of it. And and you're well-versed in this. And you, you do your research extensively, of course. How do you take all this information that you've got and say, okay, I'm going to gotta make a story up here? Uh, where do you begin? How do you develop characters or plot lines and things like that? That's a huge undertaking. Well, you have to, uh, it, it comes to two things. It's, it, first of all, the development of the characters takes a very long time. Um, this is the first of what we hope will be five books. Um, book two will take us over to England, which is where we'll stay. But um, in order to do this, you have to create characters. So the first thing you do is you go back to what you know. And uh, two of the main characters in the book are from Easter Collegiate, which is where I went in Toronto. Then another one of the guys is from Abilene, Texas. And I had, uh, because then he represents the 9,000 Americans who came north, as you mentioned, to join the RCAF before Pearl Harbor, because they damn well wanted to fight and fight Nazism. 
And um, so that's the first thing you have to do. And you have to really work that out. But then you have to place them in places. And it made complete sense for me to have these, uh, these, these gentlemen do their elementary flight training at number 10, Mount Hope, um, because of the time I'd spent at the fabulous Warplane Heritage Museum, celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. And um, so it just made sense that if I were going to put them into elementary training, let's put them into elementary training in Hamilton. Um, and that's what I did. And, um, and some of them are spread out in other places like, um, like Hagersville and uh, some go to Guelph sort of thing. And one key character goes to Dunville, but you wanted to have, so, and then you just sort of, you set out and you do your research and you get the thing done. And, and in other words, the central portion of this, of course, is the training that goes on with, uh, with this group, the British Commonwealth Air Training Plan. Uh, but then... Okay, so you know those facts, uh, but you've got to, into the, the script here, you've got to, and into the rough drafts, you've got to incorporate the humanity, who these people are, what they are, you know, whether, yeah. not just where they're from, uh, yeah. but their, their likes, their dislikes, what they did in their spare time, uh, how the training went, et cetera, et cetera. How lousy they were at trying to pick up girls. Um, <laughs> the, um, they... These are young men who came out of the 1930s totally aviation mad because of all the, the wonderful aviation things that happened in the 30s. And so they came out of it, um, you know, ready to go and fight in the air. But it's also important that, you know, both of my parents were professional musicians. My, my mother was a singer in dance bands in, in England in the 1940s and 50s uh, and in Hong Kong. Um, and so I wanted to bring in the music, the films, the culture. It took me forever to make sure that I had the way that they spoke to each other, the language that they used, um, that I had it down correctly. Um, because, and, and I wanted to get their pop culture correct. So, and that's one of the reasons why it took so long. But the, the other books will not take nearly as long because the characters are developed. But there's so much music in the book. You'll have to sing it yourself, of course. It doesn't come with a CD, but um, uh, but there's so much music in the book and uh, and pop culture that I I I think it really does show who these mostly 19, 20, and twenty one year olds were um, that went off to fight. They were very much just like our kids of today, you know. And um, we've we found that to be the case, as, as I say, when we've talked to veterans, and sadly there aren't too many of them left. We're talking about the Second World War. Uh, but, you know, there are the trained, as you say, the trained servicemen, but, you know, these are in, from the Hamilton area, the London area. I mean, these were auto workers, steel workers, lawyers, uh, accountants, I mean, you name it, who just decided, yeah. you know, they had to serve. Uh, and that's that's wonderful. That, But the other element of that, that means a lot of training had to happen to, to bring them up to speed so they, they could be battle worthy and, and, and survive yeah. in situations and was, like that. And it was darn dangerous. Well, as you mentioned, there were a lot of crashes here before they even got over to the to the the, yep, the theater sure in Europe, and and uh, so you know because if you're not quite sure what you're doing and you're up there in the air, uh, you know there's there's only one place you can go, and it's you know it's how you get down there that really matters. You, by the way, you, you mentioned in the, in the training, which I'm sure is going to come up in the novel as well. Uh, these were all painted yellow. So anybody who has yep. vague memories of that when they were a kid and see these up a plane, those, those were the training planes, weren't they? Yes, and uh, Warplane Heritage. I mean, people think about the Warplane Heritage and they think about the Lancaster, uh, Vera, and rightly sure. so. 
But Warplane Heritage has an excellent yellow flight. And the yellow flight aircraft are the training aircraft. And they're all in flying condition. Well, most of them are in flying condition. And uh, so, so when you go up to Warplane Heritage, you can see the Tiger Moth. It's such a big part of my story. You can see the, the, um, the Harvard aircraft, which is such a big part of my story. And, of course, the famous Canadian Harvard, um, uh, the Canadian Harvard uh, Association flies out of Tilsonburg now. But you can see the aircraft that they were in, and it's what makes it good. And I'll tell you another thing, Bill, that I have found since Sprague came out and talking to people about it is more and more people come to me and they start to talk to me about their mom and dad or their grandpa and their grandmother and about what they did in the war. And it kind of opens up that. And, you know, I have a a signing at um, the Indigo and Stony Creek on Saturday at 11. Okay, Um, yeah. And and when people and, and I love those things because people will come up and they'll just start to talk to you. And I love to talk to them about, hey, you know, my dad uh, uh, trained out west and was in the BCATP and went over or, you know, my father worked at Stelco and um, uh, and, uh, you know, and then but he went over when he was 19 um like you know and and you pick up these stories and it's it's just a, a wonderful experience. Well, I'm looking forward to to reading it uh, because of that, the history, which is so rich here. And, and by the way, to your point about the Lancaster, I, we're in Ancaster here. Uh, and, and every Saturday and Sunday, uh, you know, they take it up and, and fly it around. Usually yep. goes down the peninsula, maybe go over to the GTA. And I tell you, when it's, when it's coming back home, you, I can actually see the rivets on the plane. I mean, that's how low it is over where our house is. And it just reminds me. I mean, every time I see this stuff, Malcolm, I just think of, of the history of that plane and, and what these people went through. And uh, and that's one thing to say, okay, yeah, that's that's the thing that they flew. That's the, the weapon, the tool that they used. But who was there? What were they? You know, where, where did they come from? And by the way, for people hearing the title of the book say Sprague, what's, it's like a newbie, a rookie, uh, which yeah, most a of newbie, these guys rookie, were. Yeah. They were not it's a British veterans. term. Yeah, uh, for yeah, people that are starting it with a blank sheet, and you've got to turn them into uh, people that can handle these machines, yeah. and it's that <clears throat> that in itself is going to be a story. But, but I'm intrigued uh, by, by, by how you're going to work this all in, and and, uh, and as as you say, at the same time, uh, develop characters and develop storylines and things of this nature. And the fact that this is is the first of what's going to be a number of books on this. I, I got to ask you: Are you going to follow these characters through this? I, yes, I they want, do. I don't want you to give everything away here. No, no, no. So. I'm no. I mean, but uh, but yes, they, these characters are following through, and it's and you do get to know them very very well. And there is tragedy, and there is loss, and I do have people mad at me because of that. Um, how could you have done that? Um, but it's it it was part of it, Bill. And that's why I want people to know about their enthusiasm, about who they were. And, and you know, there are, are some important scenes, uh, for an example, at Duffy's Tavern. And that's a long story in itself because I accidentally backed into Duffy's Tavern because I chose Duffy's Tavern as the name of the tavern I was going to use in Hamilton because my dad drank at the, the famous Duffy's Tavern in Blurdale in uh, Toronto. And um, but, you know, there are scenes down in the city that that are just just really bring the humanity of these young men uh, and and of the young women of the time uh, to the forefront. So you you can really see, I, I hope, and the feedback on it over the last few months has been very, very good. 
Um, and you can, you can sort of see who they are so that the sense of loss, if we lose somebody without giving something away, um, is palpable. And that's what you have to do because when you look at 10,000 Canadians uh, killed in Bomber Command during the Second World War and you think about their families and their brothers, their sisters, their friends and how they must have felt when they heard um, it's all it's all a part of it. But there's a lot of fun in the book, too, because these were goofy teenagers and they did goofy teen teenager stuff. And um, I've, I've had and because I was a goofy teenager, I've had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun in the book bringing their goofiness um, uh, out as well. Well, I'm looking forward to the read. It's available now, isn't it? It is, yes, absolutely. I, I know it's on Amazon, but it, it's, it, that may be the best place for people to go. But it, no, you can it is at uh, in Hamilton in London. It's at uh, Chapters Indigo. Excellent. And, uh, well, there's one around the corner from me here. Yeah, I know where and, I'm going this afternoon. Then, and again, uh, if anybody wants to come by, and uh, on uh, Saturday at Indigo Stony Creek, starting at eleven until four, bring your stories. Come and tell me about what your parents went through, your grandparents went through. I love it, and I'm just so honored that people share those stories with me because they are so important. Malcolm, congratulations on this, and good luck with the book. I, I hope it does well, and we'll talk to you down the road. I guess there's a lot more uh, chapters coming up, if you, excuse the bad pun, and some stories to tell here. But thanks for spending some time with us today. really appreciate it. Well, thank you so very, very much, and I'm very appreciative. Take care. Malcolm Kelly, author uh, and former journalist. And uh, it's incredible to see just how this is going to turn out. But go see him on Saturday. He didn't go in Stony Creek. And uh, I'm sure he'll tell you some stories, too. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.